0: Nice cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft.
1: Although I understand I've been given a new name now. Richard, just another dick patrolling the streets of Disneyland, keeping guests safe so they could have a magical day in Walt Disney's Disneyland. Nice. Due to a condition known as foot and mouth disease, Richard would soon be known as Shaft for this slight slip up. Because you're expected
2: uh, to yeah, go up but, and down on the shaft.
1: Exactly. So that little comment led to the theme, Shaft. And Richard is bore this name with great aplomb.
0: And dignity, yes.
1: But now, things have changed. Oops, that's that's the wrong music. I'm looking for feather, not dot music
2: what's with the drums I and mean, the war paint and the horses what are you doing here oh we had kind of a lousy year
1: we get all dressed on war paint and go whooping around like idiots you watch me to speak like they say in the books yeah. huh? oh wait man you're such assholes
0: <laughs>
1: due to some recent Good people are science and the thing called the interweb shaft is no longer a white man he is an engine a red man a tribal. We'll let him tell you which one. So from now on, Shaft will be known as Man that rides Shaft with white mice. Here we now present Man who rides Shaft with white mice. Okay, Richard, you can tell us all about it. Face all about red man. Good. this be most mm, makes the red man
2: red? All right, red man, white man, waiting to hear. I thought you guys called me Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie Douglas. Or for you, uh, uh for you Brady Bunch folks, it was Oliver.
0: Okay, so what are we waiting on?
1: I oh, don't no, I'm waiting for drums to turn off the heartbeat. I was waiting for Richard to tell us about his uh, newfound heritage.
0: Well, why don't you cut the background so he can... It's,
1: it's theme music for him. Feel the beat? Did you get your drums yet, Richard? No, You know, that's, don't beat like other people. That's... Bo-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is borderline offensive, I think.
1: This is this is authentic Sioux music. I found it on the internet.
0: I'm sure it is.
1: <laughs> if one was Sioux.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, one, are you keeping us in suspense or what?
2: No, Creek. Creek. Yes, I am officially a, mem- a citizen of the Creek Nation. So you're up, shit Creek. <laughs> Something like that. But no, no. I was listening to the last show, and you kept referring to me as Ernie Douglas.
0: What? No, what?
2: No. You sure you were my listening to mice my three sons? My You know, sons. my three sons, the adopted son was Ernie
1: Douglas. Yeah, but we have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, never mind.
0: We must have said something in the last episode then.
1: I'm, I'm thinking he was listening to a lot of a different show. <laughs> no, I was he listening. He thought to he was cause... listening to the Mice Cast, but <laughs> 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 ah,
0: Crusty. Um,
1: so anyways, so Richard, congratulations to getting your your card carrying member Sioux Tribe or uh sorry Creek. Creek tribe uh status. Now I expect your hair to get long. I want you to wear them, you know, in like ponytails, and then I want you to tell Disney to go shove it. If someone can wear their burka, you can wear your traditional tribal headdress. The problem is, I gotta have hair first before I can do that. I don't have. Yeah. Well, you know, you got the Picard thing going on the side. You just gotta let it get longer. Yeah, it looked like uh, what LBJ. No, you could actually look like Christopher Lloyd did last night on Psych.
0: Christopher Lloyd the, you know, was uh, on Psych. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, they they did a, a takeoff of the Clue movie and uh, uh, Leonard, or, uh, Martin Maul, um, uh, Christopher Lloyd, and The Girl. Um, oh, what's her name? I just had the name, her name on the tip of my tongue, the one that was in those old Disney movies. Um, but anyways, he had three cast members from the movie in the show last night. It was kind of funny. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I was just I was
2: watching just... the uh, HBO right now has a uh... – back to back back to the future so I was watching a little bit of that back
1: you know, one two and oh, three that's your Floyd reference gotcha okay all right moving on uh, what did you want to talk about Or what do we want to talk about well, today?
0: Uh, well you know I know I mentioned the uh the dude that got some money out of out of Disneyland
1: yeah that's that's uh it was, it was a cheap way out but it's like come on really. Those kind of lawsuits just open the door for every other Tom, Dick, and Harry to, you know. That's, that's I think, a poster child for frivolous. But why don't you give us the details so those who have not heard this tale of heartache.
0: Richard actually has the, excuse me, the- man who rides shaft with white mice. <laughs> he has the newspaper article in
2: I have the old uh, Orange County Register here talking about a federal judge has awarded $8,000 to a quadriplegic man who is stuck on Disneyland's It's a Small World for 30 minutes after the ride broke down. And it goes on here that the judge threw out mo- the bulk of the suit and just allowed the $8,000 there. And I'm just going through it still. So, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's
1: basically stuff. $267 for every minute. He was, air quoting, trapped on the attraction. I guess the big thing, probably where they, you know, there's some ADA potential issue, is, is they got all the people who could get themselves out of the, the boats. Those, all those people were evacuated, but because he was in a wheelchair, uh, he was in the exit. I think the exit room is the goodbye room is what they're saying in quotations, the goodbye room. Uh, they could not get him out, so they left him there until they fixed it with the music playing.
2: Well, I actually saw the video, and the video, I thought, is still on YouTube. Oh, And, yeah, he's right... Who took the video? Uh, with somebody else that was on the boat with him. Oh, okay. It's like about three minutes worth of video or something like that. But he's sitting in his wheelchair. He's in that wheelchair-modified boat they have on It's a Small World. And they're right at the... Just exiting the building. Just right there at where you're coming out of the building out into the, into the daylight there. And... My understanding was the boats were stuck. They just could not get the boats to move at the station. So, of course, the boats aren't going to move anywhere on the attraction. Everybody else was able to step off. But because he's in a wheelchair, they can't just carry the wheelchair off. And I had heard in a news story that was either on Channel 7 or Channel 9 that they did offer to have Anaheim Fire Department come in and, quote, unquote, rescue him. But he declined and said he could wait.
1: Well, what I find semi-interesting here is, okay, they've made modifications to two similar, well, two water attractions to allow wheelchairs to go in them. Both that I've always felt look top-heavy.
0: Yeah, kind of scary, actually.
1: Yeah, especially in the jungle. So, I would think that if you made an attraction like that accessible... That you also have to provide for a way to remove them or help them out in case of a breakdown. So let's look at say Indiana Jones. If you can't, you have to be able to transfer yourself out of the wheelchair there. So the the track area is large enough. So if it was to stop, the wheelchair could be brought to them. They could get out. Right. Um, They don't have a wheelchair boat and pirates. God, I mean, can you imagine if that happens? <laughs> cool. But you know, again, you have to transfer. Now I wonder, you know, what they would. Say. You know, transfer could. That's. I'm not sure how strict they are. I mean, do you physically fully have to be able to stand up, hobble a few steps, and fall into the boat? I'm not sure how that works. I've never really paid that much attention to to that. You know, but because if again they were evacuating that attraction, you've got to be able to hobble out a little ways because there's only a few. Sp- places they can evict that, right, and, and they're not real wide and, say, wheelchair-friendly. Um, so I'm kind of curious why they would do this on attractions when they they can't get them back off. You know? Hmm. But I also question if the music actually ran for that long. I mean, you and me, Mike, have been on Indiana Jones during the West Fest when it shut down. Yes. And we didn't I get it. The,
0: I don't remember getting any soundtrack back when they fired it back up.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I think it went totally off, or it went down to a muted level to where you could barely hear it. Uh, so I, I'm kind of surprised that uh, well,
2: Indy's were... a little bit of a different design that your sound and your music's coming from a speaker on the vehicle, and Not if they true. power down the, if they power down the attraction. You don't think you're, there's
1: any other music anywhere else piped in? It's well, just straight, I'm, on I'm, the I'm sure
2: there's. I'm sure there's other sound effects going on. You might still hear some of those going on, but I'm saying the main portion of it is from saying. the vehicle. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's a small world. All of the music is on the speakers throughout the room, and that's. And if they power down or for whatever reason. Uh, well, in this case, the boats are stuck, so I don't know what the procedure would be, to be quite honest on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that, because I know even on the mansion, I've been on it, you know, typically that when it stops for a few seconds just to get a wheelchair in and out, so the music still goes. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been evacuated. Actually, I'm trying to think if I have been evacuated off that attraction. I want to say maybe once. Um, so this is kind of a unique situation, and again, I, I would almost question and now, look at whether or not i allow a wheelchair in there for, for this kind of are, reason
2: at that point are you going against an ada statement because it does Well, you know, this is for the lawyers and that's why eight thousand dollars but the two things that i can yeah, not find i don't, find I don't
0: know how much you got of that eight thousand he got to keep
2: right because this is a lawsuit let's see it says here the loss the whole incident start. the incident took place november 27th 2009 so he's been working on this for what three years on a lawsuit, and this is one that you have to have a lawyer to go through the court. So you have to pay for the for the court expense and you have to pay for the lawyer, and you, and after three years you're getting eight thousand dollars back. So three years well, divided he, by how many eight thousand dollars divided by, uh, hundred and fifty six weeks
1: well, is well, well, how much a week? Okay, according according to this, Richard, um, the one I'm reading, I'm reading it on. Um uh MSN money uh, and I have to find the 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 whole beginning of this thing says taking a ride on Disney's it's a small world is traumatic enough with this relentless thumping soundtrack and those animatronic children staring you down with those cold cold eyes it's <laughs> it's just eyes. a matter of
2: time before <laughs> sounds world like MSNBC
1: comes alive with the murderous rage and my money is on you so um what do you say wasn't this in the kingdom keepers sometime yeah now I gotta ask my son; he's a big, big fan. Yeah, according to this, Martinez, fifty-two, sued Disneyland in two thousand eleven. So even though it happened two thousand nine, he didn't sue to two thousand eleven. Um, and his attorney said this week he has been awarded eight grand, four thousand for pain and suffering, and four thousand related to other violations. That's why I say there's probably some ADA issues. Um, the Los Angeles Times reported. Now there's a possibility depending on how the the award was awarded, that his legal fees were taken care of by Disney. That's no, possible. possible. Otherwise, it's usually 33% of the the award, or, except in, like, um, cases of uh, workman's comp, which I think it's between 12 to 14, depending on the judge.
2: And there's other things where the lawyers can go for more and less, so.
1: Yeah, 33 is, I'm thinking, relatively average from what I've heard. But I say, again, I'm no lawyer. That's still $2,600 uh, if he got 33% of that. But who knows? He might have taken it on contingency.
2: Or for 108 w- weeks worth of work.
1: Well, again, it may not have been 108 weeks of work. He didn't sue to 2011. So. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. 11, 12, 13. Two years. 100, 100 so, what?
1: Yeah, you we know, use lawyers, They don't work on these things every day, you know. You right you have your your you know. Just ask our friend. You have your friends, or you have your your girls write up your you know all your paperwork for you. You go file it. Maybe they file
0: it. <laughs> Maybe they file it. <laughs>
2: um. No, but the one thing I, I did I do find on the humor yeah. side of this. Years ago, when they when Disney was doing a one of its early charity pieces they had a 5k ride through it's a small world For those that wanted to do get sponsors to sponsor them for five kilometers riding it's a small world if i remember correctly that's roughly 24 laps of the attraction how many that you had 24 that wow. you had to sit in the boat for 24 laps straight and I remember people were begging by the fourth and fifth lap to have them turn off the music, and they eventually did turn off the music for the rest of the, the duration of the event um, but hey, I always you know, found that one and not, they've never and we've never done a we've never done that event in it's we've done five ks and other
1: attractions, but never small world again okay so there there's a good example for one, don't sign up for something unless you can take it and two, you just said they can operate the attraction and turn the music off so that answers the question: Is could they have done that in this case? Most likely, they could have, but probably, you know, quite honestly, nobody thought there's, you know, probably nobody told the maintenance guys, "Hey, we got a guy sitting in a wheelchair here, whose this music is probably I'm, killing." Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure
2: that's what it is. It's not. So, that's what I was just going for. Is on Indy, the power down would be part of the attraction in the vehicles. It's not necessarily. There's there's separate connections. You'd have to actually go tell somebody, "Oh, yeah, turn that off." It's just yeah. not going to be an automatic switch off. And, well, and, what
0: th- and the thing that makes me laugh is that you know he, he had to tell us that his uh, his blood pressure went up because he had to hold his his urine <laughs> for the whole time.
1: I'm surprised in a wheelchair he didn't have a bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, especially he's quad, right? the The, the article yeah. said he's quadriplegic, no arms, yeah. no legs.
1: Uh, well, was um. Yeah, it says quadriplegic hey, here. No, paraplegic. Well, um,
0: his article... We're... In
1: Santa Monica base attorney David Geffen and his paraplegic client, L.A. County... And it, says,
2: and it says here, in Santa Ana, a federal judge has awarded $8,000 to a quadriplegic man who was stuck at Disneyland. Yeah, I'm reading the L.A. Times version, which is what... Oh, that's bullshit. L.A. Times is, one, is horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Might as well be reading the Herald Examiner.
1: Yeah, um, the Herald was good. I said they um, said they could move him out of the cave. They yeah, didn't of summon the fire department came. right away. According to you, you said you heard that they had offered him that and he turned it down.
2: That's what I had heard on one of the stories on one of the television's uh, mm-hmm. networks. Either seven or nine, I can't remember. Was mentioning that it was offered at one point. So I don't know. I wasn't there. So, and in the meantime, you you still have the Disneyland fire department goes out on every downtime, just, you know, to observe and see if there is any need for help on this type of deal. So they're there as well.
1: Yeah. The other article, I thought it said something about he, uh, he also, besides being quadriplegic, paraplegic, whichever one he is, um, and I'm not, you know, trying to uh, diminish that he has issues, but it said something. Oh, here, his attorney uh, said Martinez suffers from panic attacks and high blood pressure, both of which kicked in as it's a small world plate over and over and over and over. I don't, I wouldn't think people would panic at that, you know, really suffer from this would go in areas where they might feel
0: confined. With, yeah. Well, which, you know,
1: on a boat ride where you, can't wheel yourself off i think i would feel confined but again you know who knows no one thinks this kind of thing is going to happen so it's 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 unique to say the least um what is that sounds like someone's got a tv go- in the background nah, or a radio something. or something so anyways
0: well that's interesting.
1: I, I thought it was your mic not working right, Mike or no something. no, I thought
0: I, yeah, I thought I was uh, echoing someone you know I was getting echoed back. I was like, what
1: what <sighs> so we have any mail?
0: Uh, nothing beyond the over unders that the interns in, that the intern has provided us.
1: you know it's funny I hadn't you know other than until I was preparing a uh, man who rides chaff with. White mice. I I hadn't really looked at you know our page on iTunes in a long, 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 long time. I so I went to find most recent, and you know we we're doing pretty good. Um,
0: I hear a butt coming.
1: Yeah, I I guess I had never read these, but there's some back in uh 2011 <laughs> it's a one star actually there and then there's one in 2010 that's a one star and they just kind of cracked me up and then i also checked to see what kind of a you know ratings they left other places and you know there's no surprise that we got one star from them uh but uh, yeah anyways so what's our over unders? We got anything to do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If the show's going nowhere really quick. Yeah. No. Hey,
0: the over under saved our ass last time. All right. So here we go. The over under for segment six. It says it's another get to know your host, and it's a pick 'em. Oh, just so you know, uh, there, Richard, uh, the intern, he'll assign correct answers or wrong answers just based on whatever he feels like. So. Yes. Like he asked us what our favorite snack was, and, you know, he just said whoever answered Churro was right. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Yeah, I heard that. Here's a pick-em. All right, so limited-time magic question. The folks at Disney recently announced the vote for your favorite long-lost friend campaign in which characters that aren't often seen in the parks will return for limited time. (laughs) Yippee, it says. Pick the most obscure or favorite long-lost friend. The intern will pick the winner and it doesn't have to be a character that has ever been in the park.
1: Interesting. You know, we kinda of talked about this on the hub. God, I can't remember the last time I was on the hub, but we talked about this and supposedly some of the characters that were listed to be in Florida are ones that really haven't been gone that long. So to be long lost, um they you know, it was kind of an interesting weird promotion idea that the parks are doing, but um, anyway, so I'll let so, Richard go first on this one. Go
0: ahead, Richard.
1: Horace Horsecaller. Oh, Man who rides My- uh, <laughs> white mice.
0: Man who rides Horace
2: Horsecaller. Horace uh, Horsecollar. Yeah, I remember seeing him in the, in opening day parades back in 55 in some of the uh, films there. And he was a character that showed up I want to see around the 50th anniversary in something, just as uh, you know, one of the many
1: characters, but you don't see him too often. And that's interesting because his winch—I always took her to be as his winch is always in Florida.
0: Clarabelle, you mean?
1: Yeah, Clarabelle Cow is always hanging around um, town square, and she's an old—I mean, that's you know, that's a good one from Richard. That's an old, old, old character that uh, in Florida you see all the time. The opposite, but. This is a good one. I'm not sure. Why would you want to see that character? Is there something about that character you relate to? You like? I no, think he's, he's just going for obscure. He's just going for obscure. Oh, okay. Nice. That was pretty obscure. Um, I'm kind of mixed. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's always like Mowgli and Baloo from uh, Jungle Book. That'd be interesting.
0: You'd but, see Baloo, but you don't see Mowgli anymore. I don't think. <laughs> Some yeah. kid running around in and a light pot.
1: And you rarely see King Louis except in Fantasmic, and that's it. Oh, you know, now that you said King Louis, there, I was on some site that listed, like, the ten most offensive Disney characters of all time.
0: <laughs> King Louie's on that list?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> you might say he was. Him and the rest of the monkeys. Uh, we could do a whole show on that website. It was actually kind of funny in a way. But um, but I was also thinking, you know, the, the three little pigs I used to, yeah, to
0: like. I used to be all so
1: Those were kind of funny. So I'll go with the three little pigs. But so do you remember when Mowgli was like in parades or on the street? He wore like a full body suit to kind of give him the color. Yeah. The cloth. <laughs> I <you laughs> know, just remember. You know, and if the cloth fell what? off, it'd still be covered, right? It'd still be safe, yeah, yeah. I so, just so
2: remember uh, one of those one of the specials with downtown Julie Brown, and she's going, oh, Mowgli, Mowgli, whatever your name is.
1: <laughs> All right. Mike, All right, we-
0: so let's think. I'm trying to think of people from classic films that we I haven't guess. seen.
1: Well, there's there's seven that you rarely ever see. You Sometimes maybe see one of them.
0: You're talking about the seven dwarves? Mm-hmm. Aren't, aren't they yeah. in parades?
1: Oh well, I guess occasionally right? the electrical parade all seven are in there but you never you don't see him in the park like if if he's talking like meet and greeting out and about that's what I'm thinking for well, you're probably right, yeah,
0: but see they're not they're not obscure you know you can kind of think of them off the top of your head right
1: gotta make sure the intern gives more clear yeah. instructions uh, on these things he's getting paid
0: well, all right, so I'm gonna go here here's something here's something that used to be in the in the parks a lot and probably. Not on PC. I'm gonna say, what's her name? Uh, Esmeralda.
1: Esmeralda,
0: from *Hunchback*.
1: Why? Why is that not PC?
0: Because she she's you know, she's a know. she's a working girl.
1: She's a, oh, she's a hoe.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's a professional.
1: She's a professional. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, you know that was probably that ranks way up there. Like with Wall E, is one of the least interesting and boring yeah. films that Disney's ever made. Um, okay, I can see that, yeah.
0: All right, ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. This is know your Disney his- Disneyland history. Over under one month. Wow. How long were the Tomorrowland boats open before being closed and reopened as the Phantom boats?
1: Okay, so he's got, okay. so and I, I do, thought he's was going to be unclear there for a second. And I
0: do have the answer.
1: So the original boats, before they turned them into the Phantom.
0: Over under one month? Under. Okay, Richard?
1: I'm going to say over the over, because I
2: think it was at the end of summer.
0: Okay. I know the answer, so I can't say.
2: Because
0: uh, <laughs> I, I looked at it, even uh, though he set it up so I don't have to look at it. You did. I did, because it opens to that. So anyway, uh, the answer is... So, the, the next ones I, I don't have to look at, but this one I had to see. The um, is under. The Tomorrowland Boats opened on July 30, 1955 and closed on August 16, 1955. Two weeks later. And reopened as a Phantom Boats that same day.
1: Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> wow. Same day. Source, Jason's Disneyland Almanac. All right.
1: Wait, wait. Is that just simply because they changed the name of the stupid things? They didn't really actually do anything to them? Well, I... You
0: don't know. I don't know. I just got what I got. All right, so now now I can participate in the next one. Okay. Over under four thousand dollars. How much is an original radio controlled jungle cruise boat from the Disneyland Hotel selling for an ebay as of march twenty, two thousand thirteen? This is a buy it now item as opposed to an auction.
1: Go ahead, Richard. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say over.
0: I hear you clicking. <laughs> I hear someone clicking to check yeah, eBay boxes and opening them. <laughs> I'm gonna say over because you can never underestimate what the DFs are after. Yeah,
1: that's exactly why I was thinking that.
0: All right, so let me see what the answer is. Click, click, scroll, scroll, scroll. Answer over. The boat is currently selling for four thousand four hundred dollars on eBay, although the shipping is free. Oh God, He, I he hope. even provided the link. <laughs> All right, let me. Open that, and then I'll send so it. I
2: don't. I don't have forty four hundred bucks for a boat. Uh,
1: Disneyland Hotel Jungle Cruise Widow Control Pole, very rare and cool. Forty four hundred right now. Buy it now.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That that is crazy. Yes, it would be very cool to have. Um, I don't know where I would run it.
0: <laughs> in your swimming pool, if you had one.
1: Yeah, in the old old house. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, does it?
0: Does it come with the controller and all that stuff?
1: You know, I didn't click into it. I was trying le- some other things that were for sale.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Let's see. I'm clicking into it now, though.
0: Uh, one original, very cool radio control, miniature jungle boat, long gun, decent hotel remote controls, far adventure. Could be steered by on shore by a ship's wheel. The boat would move around, mini jungle lake, activate waterfalls, an angry gorilla, and other props that sail by. The wildly popular attraction was closed on July 30, 2010, to make way for the new swim and dining area at the center of the hotel's courtyard. Authentic boats; its radio apparatus is removed. It's approximately 18 inches long, 10 inches wide, 12 inches high. It comes with handmade guests on the Jungle Cruise boat with the skipper, a skipper. Very unique item, very rare too. Each boat was completely made by hand, so it's well, basically the the radio stuff's been removed. It's basically a dust collector, then.
1: It's a shelf piece, yeah.
0: I wonder what that that cannon plug on the front is. That must have been like a light or the interesting.
1: It's what? Now I found. I can't help it when I get into these things and I look at this. I just want to call it bullshit. Uh, I'm. Oh, well he's gonna close up. There's a um, an original 1968 Disneyland theme park map poster souvenir color that they claim is 19 uh, 1968 version. Yeah, for
0: seventy bucks, I see it here.
1: Yeah, but I'm looking at it. I have this one. Um, looks exactly like it, but it's no way. It's 1968. It's uh, early 70s, uh, 74, 75, maybe. Because I thought uh, the 68 one, the one back in that time, had the Edison Square and uh, whatever the other one, other area was called that I can't recall at the moment. Copyright well, it is, yeah It says 1968. Sure, so it looks like the one I got later. Sixty nine bucks. Wow, I could get sixty nine bucks from uh, my, I don't know. But it says it's
0: buy no it case. now. You know who's still here. It's been listed yeah. for.
1: I didn't look to see how long it's been listed.
0: Nineteen days left on it, though. But it's a buy now. I don't understand. Anyway,
1: I've been tempted to clear a lot of my stuff out that I just don't have a place to display. You know. You know what? This is like God, how much of this crap can I uh, keep buying, saving, moving around?
0: <sighs> no telling. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guys, ready for the next one? Yes. All right. Yes.
0: Know your Disneyland history. Over or under one thousand. What was the lowest number of guests to Disneyland in a single day in 1955 during normal operating hours? Over oh, under one thousand.
1: I'm going to say under. I'm going to agree under.
0: I think under, two, and I think that would be an awesome day to be at Disneyland.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it? All right, let's but see. But think, what year was that? Not
0: 1955.
1: 1955. It also wasn't a whole lot to do. I mean, compared to what we're used to, it was... Well, anyways, go ahead and see what it is.
0: All right. all right, so we're all wrong. The answer was over. What, on...
1: by two people?
0: No, on December 6, 1955, there were a grand total of 1,381 guests. There was a light rain and a high temp of fifty-eight degrees. Wow! A bonus on uh, like two months later, uh, January of nineteen fifty-six. There were only four hundred forty-one guests at the park, as the park got two inches of rain and was closed the next day when the area received four inches of rain. <laughs> wow! <laughs>
1: That's what, what date was that? January
0: twenty-five, nineteen fifty-six. Four hundred forty-one guests.
1: What day of the week?
0: Oh shoot!
1: Because when it says closed the next day, Disneyland's only officially closed for a few different, you know. No, it was closed Mondays
0: and Tuesdays when it first opened. Yeah,
1: it used to be closed Monday and well, Tuesday. Other than that, it's only closed operationally.
0: Oh, for JFK and um,
1: and the... Earthquakes? Uh, no. The riots? riots? No. Yeah, the not not the LA riots. The uh, Watch riots? The, Hi- the hippie riot in the park. I think it closed the next There's day. There's a
2: hippie or clo- riot? Uh, yep, no, Yippie Day, it was open the next day. Uh, they closed just, early on Yippie
1: Day. Yeah, I know they closed early. We were looking that up. We were talking about it at the Man Cave Smoking Lounge the other night. I
2: think that was August, it was August 1970. I, think, I want to say August 6th. Sounds familiar. Uh,
1: 1970.
0: All right. So, January 25th, uh, 1956
1: was a Wednesday. Oh, interesting. Now, is, is he getting it? I know um, when uh, Carl and I were up at the, the barn uh waltz barn we were there were two guys hawking their book i'll give you a guess who one of them was bob ger uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other one um was a guy who he made basically made an almanac and he's just like you know put like all the prices what the weather was you know all kinds of stuff together just by um
0: is it this dude that that mark's quoting here jason's disneyland almanac
1: It it probably is. I don't remember the guy's name, but it was an almanac, and uh, um, God put a lot of work into it, so that could be what it was.
0: Interesting. I'd like to have been at Disneyland on a day where there's only 441 people there.
1: Yeah, it'd have been cool. But
0: two inches of rain? (laughs) Holy
2: crap. It it kind of reminds me, Greg, do you remember a day where uh, I was working, and you and another friend of ours, Mark, came in, and it was raining. And because of that, they uh, let me go ahead and take the day off. And we started goofing off. And they ended up closing the park early that night, but it was miserable being in the park all day with the rain coming down.
1: Yeah, it can be. And people in Florida probably laugh because you know they just got to get used to it. Yeah. But um, I think my I always thought rain was the best time to be at Disneyland. The one thing. Go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Uh, the one thing that stands out in my mind the most was we thought, oh, well, let's go on uh, Alice in Wonderland because the majority of that ride's indoors. So we got on the ride. We go on- through it. It's like, oh yeah, it's all indoors. And then you get on the top and you start coming down the ramp. Well, what happens is all the water collects to the back of the seat. And when you start going down, all that water <laughs> in the back of the seat is running forward. And I'll let you just imagine the rest as it went through the as we finished the ride.
0: You, you know, my take on the rain is poncho and something to keep your feet dry.
1: Well, once back your in once those days, feet they didn't really sell ponchos, I but I once your feet are wet, it's over. Then
0: right. it gets miserable. All right, so, Florida is
1: more
2: comfortable. It's a warm, warmer rain most of the time when it rains out there. Really, unlike California. Uh, yeah, it's in the seventies when it rains out there. Usually that. At least any time I've ever been out there when it rained,
0: Craig. Why, why don't you tell tell us how how much fun it was to be trapped on primeval world when it was raining in Florida? Uh, that sucked. <laughs> I
1: think I still had my camera, and we were literally we had just pulled out of the station where you stop and wait to be you know put up the hill, and we were like the last ones taken off of it. <laughs> I didn't know I could get eight grand. <laughs> no kidding. Sure. So you say, say you no.
0: got a panic attack and holding your pee made your blood
1: pressure go up. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> now, now, the real trick did they play some obnoxious music during the entire period?
1: Uh, uh, everything in that area is kind of obnoxious, so probably.
0: Now, the obnoxiousness would be just the the whole environment, the carnival environment.
1: All right. You know what's funny is I um, I happened to jump over to find some information on the Yippie Day. Um, they had actually sent out like flyers and stuff to try to get people to do certain events. They had a Black Panther hot breakfast <laughs> schedule, <laughs> scheduled at Aunt Jemima's pancake house. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's just uh, wrong. Uh, that's
0: so. Not politically correct. It's,
1: they had the uh, Young Pirates League on Captain Hook's boat, the Women's Liberation that was supposed to be uh, to liberate Minnie Mouse in front of Fantasyland, gosh. a rally, the Self-Defense Collective, which was supposed to be at the shooting gallery in Frontierland, and a midday feast was a barbecue of porky pig. Um, they said the only thing that really happened Porky was Ping's not a Disney character. No, I know. Yeah. But you know, you gotta think of who was putting this together. Says the only event that actually occurred was the smoking on Tom Sawyer's Island, although a few showed up for the breakfast <laughs> in Jemimas. But they did break the Viet Cong flag on Castle Rock, so
2: they, there was also the uh, sit in where they took over uh, Captain Hook's ship over in uh, Fantasyland
1: that's uh, this is a pretty detailed thing of what happened. They mentioned the they took over the island, but I I can't find anything here about the
2: uh um uh, the I've got some wonderful pictures of it all.
1: Yeah, this this site, this is Dave Land. He's got um a very comprehensive look. You know, there's nothing like seeing riot gear in front of the uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle.
2: Yeah, isn't that cool? Huh.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I haven't found anything. Um, Tom Sawyer's Island was the big thing. I know. Yeah, what was the date? Uh, let's see, I've scrolled down. So, oh boy, why don't I see it? Well, keep talking, and I'll look and find it. Dave I'll Land, you. you said. Yeah, it's actually DaveLandWeb.com dot com forward slash yippies.
0: Oh. August. Six. What year?
1: Uh, it was in the seventies. Uh, because they, this was just some information out of a paper. He's repeating. Um, different people who were there. So, so regardless, funny, I was pretty doggone good calling on August six. Yeah. Goodie for you, August sixth see, I stumbled across your webpage about August sixth, nineteen seventy, Yippee invasion of Disneyland. I was there. I was six years old.
0: You were there? No, you weren't.
1: No, that's what this guy is um this guy's writing
0: in mm.
1: and they printed up his uh um version of what he remembers seeing. Well, in 1970, you know, I could have been there. We we hadn't moved to Orange County yet. We were still still in Hawthorne, but definitely was old enough to be there. I would have been. I've been the same age as this guy who's claiming to be six. That's how old I probably would have been. Why, sixty, yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: It's interesting the 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 commentary about uh, so this guy's got uh, color pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I got black and white colors. I'm trying to find my old color pictures. I'm- yeah, August 6th, 1970. But like how Dick Nunes, Ron Dominguez, Jim Corr are all going to make sure they put people on call and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. I I have never heard of this before.
1: Are you sure This is literally the first time you've heard of it? Yeah. Wow. I did not. I th- thought pretty much everybody was roughly familiar with this had happened. but no. uh, Wow.
0: The only thing I've seen here is it closed five hours early that day.
1: Yeah, one of them said six, one said five, but yeah, they were definitely closed early. For some reason, I thought I'd read they closed the next day, but I know they at least closed early for this day.
0: Police clearing it.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah.
2: Right gear, basically. And uh, fire hoses, too.
0: Uh, See, I'd like to see video of that. People getting fire hosed like (laughs)
2: like Dan hippies
0: in front of the castle. That'd be awesome.
2: The stories I was told by a couple of people that were there was the fire department, our fire department, Disneyland Fire Department went over, hooked up the hoses to the uh, fire hydrants, then handed them over to the police officers, and they just hosed these people down the street. That's awesome.
0: Orange County (laughs) Nick. Okay. All right. I can't read this now. I got to focus back. All right. Uh, The last uh, over-under, you ready? Yep. Over-under, $2,000. How much is a 1960s retired security guard badge selling for, buy it now, on eBay? And then there's two, there's two bonus questions after that. Give it again. $2,000 over under. How much is a 1960s retired security guard badge selling for, and, and buy it now, on eBay?
2: I have no clue. I'm
1: going to say over... Though there was no, well, yes, there are. They did do those Lucite retired badges. Uh, I didn't know they did them that far back, but interesting. So you say Uh, over? What's what's the number?
0: $2,000.
1: i am going to go over
2: just because it sounds, like Greg said before, there's no telling what people will pay for some of this stuff.
0: I'm going to go under just to be contrary. Contrary. And the bonus question is, would either of you guys ever sell yours? Actually, would Shaft ever sell his if Greg still has his?
1: I do not have mine.
0: And uh, even if you did, would you admit it right now? <laughs> don't no. answer.
1: <laughs> People arrested for that, but I, I, I don't have mine. That's that's one thing I actually, you know, definitely don't have. Oh. But wow, I didn't know I could get this much for my little uh, tie tack, though. Oh, wow. Uh, 80. They, 80 bucks for Disneyland Security mini badge tie tack. And I got. Probably a couple of those.
0: So, uh, the answer is over. The badge is currently selling on eBay for $2,400. <laughs> yep. Plus, the bastard wants $5 to ship it, he says here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he wants 5 yeah. What I'm finding interesting, because I remember a couple guys that retired, and they actually put their badge, like, in a block at Lucite. Yeah. Okay, and this is just a badge... And I can't see the number. I'm finding that very curious. Because, you know, we had one of our own, unfortunately, um, that was stealing them, And they busted his ass uh, big time.
0: Looks kind of beat up.
1: It does look kind of beat up. And who knows? You know, there's some of these actually got out there and... See, shortly after the birds detective agency was phased okay. out of Disneyland operations, the park security detail was brought in in-house, and badges were changed to the original custom Disneyland version badge. I don't think that's why. I'm just kind of...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the same thing with you, yeah.
1: Oh, wait, here's another picture with number 207 on it. I'd be curious to see if 207 was missing or if it was actually a retired guy's badge.
0: Has used it on the job during uh,
1: the 60s? regular old Disneyland badge, or is it something different? No, it looks like uh, the badge is like when I was there.
0: Didn't they Didn't they change it to the middle, to Mickey wearing a... Oh, they,
1: I, the, the the Mickey and the security...
0: Yeah. Wasn't that in the middle at some point, or am I thinking of something else?
2: I You're thinking of something know. else. It, it's it's so. always been... The, as far as I can remember, it was always the castle with the Disneyland D on it until they changed it.
0: Uh, to what they the have 99
2: now? In 1999 or 2000.
1: Yeah, the, the uh, P... The crap they
0: got now. Yeah,
1: Yeah, this guy gets us in the details, saying the you know different versions had a smooth back, or you know mine mine looked like this.
0: Well, if you scroll all the way down, this dude's going to be at the D twenty three in August of this year, so maybe you'll still have it.
1: He <laughs> probably will. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of you know I wouldn't never pay that much for something like that. I'm I would just be more interested. Um,
0: I probably could pay like a hundred bucks have someone make one for me.
1: Now, one thing to note on the badges,
2: <clears throat> I found this interesting when I, uh, years when years ago, I spotted a Walt Disney World badge that was being sold in a, one of those pawn stores that used to be in the mall, and I brought it up with somebody, and they were talk, talking about it, and when Disneyland made their badges a copyright of the design, and I remember... We used to go through Sun Badge Company up in San Dimas, uh, because I had to go up there and pick up an order once. But the design for the Disneyland badges were copyrighted, but for whatever reason, the design over the Walt Disney World badges wasn't. And there were several companies that were making copies of the Walt Disney World badges. And so when you would see these things pop up in the pawn shops, it was usually the Walt Disney World, and they're usually copies. And there was really no way to tell the difference between the copy or the real thing, because it was you can make a real good looking badge and it was still one of the copies
0: interesting yeah but that's because there was
2: saying. go ahead i'm sorry uh, but because there was never a copyright on any of the Walt Disney World badges they the company never went after anybody or did anything about it because there was lots of them out in the open
1: well yeah sure cuz you can use, you know wherever you been where you, you see fake like FBI badges and fake cop badges. We can buy those kind of things. Um, This one, you know, he's trying to say these badges haven't been used in decades. Has it been decades since you changed over the piece of crap you guys have now?
2: 13 years.
1: years. Well, it's a decade, not decades. It says Sun Badge Company. um, Supposedly. Well, now, what... I, that brings up something i know this is going off topic uh richard you told us there was a particular reason you no longer call your badge a badge
2: because badges have numbers on them they have
1: serial numbers to them really
0: that makes sense well, i'm just trying to
1: think of some accoutrements that we wore on our uniforms that were called badges, and they weren't numbered
2: yeah, there's there, the uh, old security badges all had numbers to them.
1: No, 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 no. I'm you, I'm talking a larger. I was talking more to Mike in the larger sense of what a badge is. I, I thought you told me that, quote unquote, all badges. The word badge has to have a number on it. So yours is a. What is it? Well, we always refer to them as a brooch. Oh okay. a brooch! <laughs> I you said, yeah, that's what I was. I thought you said the company calls them brooches now.
2: Uh, there, uh, there was something. That it came up in conversation, and somebody said, "Yeah, legal says you really can't call them a badge." So we just continue calling them brooches. Oh, okay. So the worst thing is, is that they're made by the same company that makes your Frontierland sheriff's badge
1: with your name on it. Okay. The only reason I kind of bring you up to give you a hard time, because I know I wore things in my military uniform that were considered badges, and they didn't have numbers. Wait, like what? Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. You know, like, uh, what is it? What's the... We wore one in our pocket. Was it the sack one? I think we called them... I'm pretty sure we called them badges. Was it...
0: tech? Okay, because I know the Army calls some things like a badge, but... Yeah. I think... I don't know. A badge is usually connotates that something that's giving you authority.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but I, it seems to me like we called some of you know some of those particular things we wore badges. I,
0: I I know that the for example the the aircraft crew member wings for the army they called them the aircraft crew member badge, but the Navy we didn't call them a badge. It was just called your wings. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, when when I looked at an officer in the Air Force that had wings, we'd say, "Look at his wing badges." I mean, it was he has wings. Is all you needed to say, you know? That alone spoke for itself.
0: And and then there's, I know there's these badge type things that like recruiters wear, but I don't think they call them badges. I'm trying to remember these like round, big round, and they hung from the pocket. But I don't remember what they were called.
1: Yeah, like the missile, you see the missile badge.
0: Yeah, I know that's that's a term. They call it the missile badge, missileer.
1: Yeah. No, the one badge I
2: remember was the SP that gave me that stupid ticket. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, military and airmen and all that, I like the picture on your Facebook, Greg.
1: <laughs> oh, my, what I now call my Tom Cruise picture. <laughs> I, I just, but but I can't it's, help but it, notice. It's from It's from school right now because the guy's like, he sees a lot of faces staring back at him like do you get it thumbs up like tom cruise you know from top gun you know
2: yeah but i i I just i just have to think though your picture with your top gun picture and the plane and everything but yet there's only two people on this show that have ever had actual flight training and i don't think either one of them were you (laughs) well (laughs) well that
1: is true i never had flight you know the
0: the picture the picture on greg's you know, this thing is, is close up enough that you can't tell he's sitting in the back seat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really planned that. Well, and that, I had to cut it down to fit in that little stupid hole. But if you looked at the full-size one, you can tell I'm in the back seat. I did get to flying. I had, I had a crash course in training. But that was like, uh, you know, make sure you don't get don't, your… Don't say, don't say crash, please. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was more like so you don't get your elbows taken off if you have to eject. And, uh, and, it, you know, and,
0: if, and if I say eject, 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 you say what? You'll be talking to yourself?
1: Well, pretty much if you have gone out before he says it the third time, you'll be roasted as he leaves on the third one. So I don't know why those weren't uh, pretty much fixed to where one one goes, they both go, but they were individual launches.
0: That's just the POS type airplane you're flying in that the uh, Air Force a, procures.
1: That was a uh, T-38, so that's a Northridge.
0: Northrop.
1: Northridge, sorry.
0: Northridge is a town you in the mean valley. A t
1: thirty five. T thirty eight.
0: T thirty eight Talon. T
1: thirty eight.
0: Okay. Which yeah. is what the Air Force.
1: For those who don't have flight training, to fly. We still know what our planes are. Just
2: kidding. All
0: right, so we're I
1: done. Thought with you t- said P thirty eight, and I'm going. Mm. You're <laughs> way off on no. that one. <laughs> uh, sorry. P thirty eight. P thir- thirty eight
0: is a can opener.
1: Yep, I. Oh, you know where was I? Oh, when we went to see. I went to um, a couple of weeks ago. We went to. Uh, oh, oh um, crap! What was that called? <laughs> oh, it's called Rocket Patty. You, you went to crap? <laughs> yeah. We, we no, we went to Rocket Patty at uh, downtown Disney at the uh, House of Blues, and you know, and they're wanding you, and he's like, "What's in your pocket?" "My keys." He's like, "Look at it." Oh, can't open her because my. P38s on my keychain. Sure. So he knew he knew right away what it was.
0: You, you really you walk you're rolling around carrying a P38 on a keychain still?
1: I have my P38 and my one of my dog tags, yeah.
0: Dog tag I can understand, but P38, really?
1: You know, I've used you wouldn't believe me how many times I've actually used that thing. To open cans? Um Cans a couple times, but I've also opened other things or tightened up, you know, the quick lock on the bottom of my camera uh, for the tripod, you know, different things like that. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, it thing comes in handy. Also, it's good just tear plastic open when you, you know. You
0: yes. Can't... Yeah. Yeah. I could see that.
1: Yeah. It's still pretty sharp. You gotta kind of be careful. Interesting. Yeah.
0: All right. So, is there anything else we want to? Talk about, go over.
1: No, I'm still trying to find out. I can't find anything about hosing down the people on Main Street. I was reading the uh, the yippee thing. So, oh, think,
0: speaking of uh, hosing it, down.
1: I don't know if I, I don't I, know where this is going.
0: I have, I have voted for your.
1: Oh, well, thank you for those. Oh, that's a good thing to uh, it, I, mention. Now,
0: I can't, but to, I, can only, I can only vote once, right?
1: Yeah, well, you can vote. <laughs> If you your the wife could vote if she's got her own YouTube account,
0: I, yeah, I don't know. I know she has a Google account, so theref, by extension, she should have a.
1: Yeah, she should. Um,
0: now, so how, how, how when's, is, this, when's
1: how, this show going to come out?
0: Uh, probably tomorrow or Saturday.
1: Okay, we, we only have to, April first to to vote on this. Um, I'm trying to think of the easiest way of trying to tell somebody.
0: And how are, how is that going though?
1: Uh, right now, I am kicking ass. I'm way way in the lead. The but likes are not the final word. Instructors uh, that you know are in charge of this. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Contest. They get to you know put their their things in on it too. But. I've got more than twice the next guy's, you know, likes. I, I Last I checked when I came online today, I was, um, had over 260 views and I had 84 likes. And I think the closest one was maybe 40 some likes.
0: Now, is it all the same subject for all the other?
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody had to do something based on the tagline, a first, first date. Okay. Or, yeah, a first date um and their title couldn't be a first date though I noticed one was called the first date and if you trans mine out translate mine out of Gaelic it is the first date too but uh, let's see how many I, I was just clicking over to it it um I've got 83 views Mom. or 279 Mom. views 83 likes Mom. and one dislike Mommy. I don't know if I'm gonna Mommy. get discounted for my playing
0: st- that who's playing that stupid
1: thing? oh that was me because when I clicked into it, it automatically Was going to the ad
0: oh Um, stewie baby
1: (laughs) now the other one that i worked on that i was uh cinema photographer for the first part of or not the first part but the restaurant scene um i don't know if you did you see the one where the guy the his roommates are telling him he's gotta shave his uh
0: no no
1: (laughs) you probably like it it's it's kind of funny guy humor um I liked it a lot better when Drew Carey and Jeff
2: Foxworthy did that one.
0: They're what? Talking about shaving your privates?
2: No, they were talking about decks and that, you know, how big certain people, you know, comparing decks and how big which one was there. You know, you can make a, your deck look a lot better if you trim around it a little bit. It's real good. <laughs> oh, it's, on, it's also on YouTube.
1: I remember that. But this isn't that kind of storyline. It's, it's different than that. Um but it's pretty funny, but the, the song that it opens up with is totally foul, and it mm-hmm. I know it turned a lot of people off. It's It was number two, I think it's number three now, um, but of course I'm pushing mine. So if you wanted to go vote, and you went to YouTube, um, the best way to search for it is just type in Video Symphony Monthly Video Contest, and then from there you're going to find... Um, a bunch of these. Mine is number five of six for the a first date contest, uh, and most likely one, at least one of the first date contests is going to come up when you do just type in video symphony for your search in YouTube, or you can go to. Now that's my That's my regular. Oh, I did like on the uh, my uh, Greg McNaughton Facebook page. There is a link on my page there how to get to it also. Um, so, yeah, you, you, we got to April 1st to vote, and it's doing, uh, so far, doing well. And as long as then the uh, the instructors agree and, you know, give me some, you know, kudos, then I should be the winner. And if I am the winner or my group, because there's a group of us that worked on this, we will be the first first quarter cohorts. That's what they call each group. It's a cohort, you know. Uh-huh. We'll be the first Basically, the first beginners to have won the contest because it's open to all the different. You know, you can be an avid in the avid program, you can enter, you can be not even in the school and enter. Um, so, uh, that, that would be good. You know, we should also mention, uh, forget we forgot this last time, Mike, when we talked that, um, Aaron Wallace's book is out. Oh,
0: yes, Thinking The Thinking, Thinking Fans
1: Guide to Walt Disney World. <laughs> Magic Kingdom. So he's starting off. As I, his train of thought is to do all the parks, but he started started off with the Magic Kingdom, and you know he even in the beginning asked for for input. uh, I think somewhere, or you know he's got a note on accuracy that says you know everything in this book is the best of my knowledge, research, and accurate at the time it goes to press. I have a slight disagreement with that, but it's you know i think it's a matter of opinion maybe i don't know um has to do with a certain term he's using but in in general i really like his writing style and it's, it's an easy read i've read through a few of the attractions so far what's kind of cool is he um if there's a video to or movie tie-in he tra- he uh tells you what movie it is it gives a you know quick synopsis and what you should go see um, like what, what's, I have my marker in, what did I just finish reading?
2: Third man on the mountain.
1: No, what? not, not at Walt Disney World.
2: Not at Walt Disney World. Everybody goes, yeah, Matterhorn. Walt just wanted to put him out. No, there was a movie tie-in on that.
1: Um, well, it's more of an inspiration. I don't know if you really can call that a tie-in, but for the Jungle Cruise, he, you know, he says, watch African queen. For Pirates of the Caribbean, he's, you know, though he talks about the new movies, he's watch blackbeard's ghost oh yeah uh, yeah you know for swiss family robinson of course um oh wait he's got something in here i saw the even stevens movie why does he have that in there um why is that in there watch watch this even stevens i don't know i haven't finished oh no lost watch lost 2004 so he's got all these different tie-ins uh, and again his writing style um it's nice, it's not pretentious, it's not your typical travel book. Um, I like it. Like I say, the only thing, you know, and I don't want to be critical, really, because, you know, it's uh, I certainly wouldn't have thought of writing a book this way, but it's the term cast member, which he he uh, equates to every person who works for Disney, which it's more of a theme park thing than a, you know, if you work at a studio, you're not really a cast member. Sure. Um, but he's got, you know, in Disney parlance, all employees and especially those, and he's got it right. Especially those working in theme parks are called cast members. Um, but you know, if you're at the studio or you're in Imagineering, you're not, you know, called cast member. In fact, the, you know, the term didn't even come up until they built the theme parks. True. So, um, but you know, it's a small thing. The rest of the book is outstanding. I've read through part of it. I'm chugging away a little bit at a time. Definitely should go out and buy it. It's not very expensive. I think maybe 10, 10 bucks, bucks yeah. something like that. You can get it on Amazon. Um, so, yeah, very very well done, uh, Aaron. So
0: I have yet to read it, so. You should get it. Do they have it in a Kindle version?
1: I don't know. I got mine by, through the publisher. <laughs> sent me one free. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have connections. No, Actually, I should. I have to credit back to Lou Mongello for that because ever since we started the talk because he was published through them I've been getting I've get, I get all the little, what it the hidden mickeys you know, what, you know, how to survive the Q line, a title that just drives me nuts or nuts uh, you know, all, the, all those kind of things, you know, the cruise line one, hidden mickey cruise lines, I'll probably never get on a cruise line but I'll talk about the book um, but uh, let's see oh it's 1595 here it is so on the inside because this is the review slip uh, Aaron Wallace, yes it's 256 pages 6 by nine in notes index uh, I think he told me because I think I asked him about a Kindle version I think I, I don't want to put words in his mouth but I think there's a possibility depending on sales and um, you know there's additional cost to doing that kind of thing like Karen's she wants to get one of her books turned into um, uh, not e-books. E-books are easy. She gets those done all the time, but the uh, a um, like audio book, you know. So she's looking into having one of hers done to an audio book. Uh, really? Yeah, st- I can record it. I said
0: you have to have people re- read it, right? Don't you have to profesh- professional? Well,
1: <laughs> well, define. You know what were trying that? to say, yeah. You know, if she paid me five bucks for doing it. I'd be a professional. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> right. I mean, the, but you know, if you, um, you know, some books are done like some of the star Trek ones are done with a little special effects. I've heard some where, let's say Patrick, um, uh, St- well, cause I haven't heard one of the Patrick Stewart's done. I was thinking, uh, uh, he, uh, he, um, he narrated it, but they had any time Spock was talking, uh, uh Nimoy did that part but most books you you seems like one person reads the whole thing sometimes there's a fact sometimes there's not i've listened to a lot of them it, it seems to be a lot of variation they're all you know all over the all over the place
0: i can but, imagine uh,
1: yeah her last her last book's doing really really good so it'd be nice if they you know of course the publishers get most of the money even in you know self-publishing then the prices come down a lot. she can get a lot of her you can get a lot of her stuff on kindle um, and through Amazon, so. All right. Well, is there anything speaking else you of, want to talk
0: about? We're at, we're over an hour.
1: Well, that's surprising. Believe that's it like or not. Of a lot of nothing. Um, well, hey, real, real
2: quick, you speaking of Kindle, did you uh, guys see that, uh, they were giving, uh, the electronic version of, oh, what is it? Robert Brown. Um,
0: Robert Brown.
2: Who the hell is Robert Brown? Not Robert Brown. Um, you thinking putting the, the, the char-
1: character? The guy? What? You thinking the Da Vinci Code guy?
2: Yes, yes. I'm thinking of the char- I'm putting the character and the writer together into one name. But anyway,s the Da Vinci Code on the 10th anniversary, they were giving it out for the electronic free this last week. So
1: oh, on
2: Kindles and whatnot. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry, I've already got it. that on audio, and yeah. Now speaking of him, let's well quickly wrap this up but have you um read or listen i sometimes i have a hard time saying read the book when i've listened to it uh the third one where they're in washington dc the no.
0: the yeah the, the most recent one right the the lost symbol or whatever
1: something like yeah now if you've read it mike you really surprised me since you don't like dan brown's formulaic writing I, I, okay thank you dan brown
0: you're right i do i i I was one third of the way through it. And I knew who the bad guy was, but, but yeah, I read it anyway because sometimes I like to see where he builds his little puzzles. You know, because
1: now Richard, you'll you'll back me up on this. Will it, I? Yes, because it has to do with script writing. When you've read enough scripts or watched enough movies, and I mean, there's a formula to every single one of them. It's just the way they're done it's a proven you know theory of the way film and script writing works uh, for you i mean how many movies can you say are the same movie they've just put different care And don't get into the shakespeare of how many different uh you know types of uh, uh like stories
2: themes and stories there are yes. but
1: you 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 can take you know multiple movies and just change kind of the name it's really the same movie same theme. It's it's it, because it's a formula. So I, Mike is really against this formula writing of Dan Brown, but everything's, you know, in writing is a formula. So no,
0: I'm not against it. I I've read. Uh, let's see. Let me pick an author who's famous for writing a ton of crap. Tom Clancy. Yeah. See, there's a that's a great example. His books don't come across as formula, although I'm sure the story arc and the elements are probably identical from one book to the next.
1: But well, with Brown you say he gets in trouble like three times and then he's over. Well, uh,
0: you know, you maybe. know you know all the characters, right? You get and he foreshadows the crap out of everything. And you know the the main character is going to get assaulted or uh beat up by someone they trust that's their inner circle who turns out to be the bad guy.
2: Perhaps better a better word than using formula would be simplified because this is kind of a discussion we got into years ago when we were talking about Tom Clancy versus Clive Kessler, where Tom Clancy makes a little bit more complex story, complex plot. Clive Kessler is more simplified. It's easier, simpler, and you can pretty much read into
1: it what's going to happen halfway through.
0: I have a hard time reading new, new Kessler books now.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, I didn't used to like, when Richard first was liking him, The raise of Titanic, all that bullshit, I was like, come on, these these are like dime store novels. I mean, they're thin, they're not that involved, but they got better and better, but now he writes with his, his son, he writes with another guy. Yeah. He's got two or three different, and they different. haven't been as good.
0: Yes, two or three different series. Yeah, yeah. so I, I they're the they, I can't even remember the name of the latest one, but like his kids... You know, yeah the main character had kids oh, and
1: his, his girl yeah it's his girl and his boy uh, well, you
2: got the and then you got the different series you got the yeah. organ files and the Austin and whatever have you
1: read any of the new Clancy's where it's it's also the kid
0: i saw I read the first uh john Ryan uh book yeah. which was called tale of the Tiger i want to say
1: is that the one where he first gets drawn in and he's uh yeah like, he like starts it, as kind of like an analyst, but then kind of gets in the field.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. that book's old.
1: Yeah, well, I I happened to find it for download somewhere when I was the last time I was actually working, sitting behind a desk. So I was listening to it, and I thought, oh, this was kind of good. But then, yeah, yeah it was old. I was surprised at how old it was. I I kind of lost track of time with Clancy novels.
0: Has he expanded that series at all?
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't looked to see.
0: Yeah, no, I stopped reading Kessler. I've been reading um, these interesting alternate history kind of.
1: Oh, I like those. When I was sitting there working, you know, doing that 3D modeling for that display company, I I actually went back and listened to some things I probably would never read, but they're considered classics, you know, like the Iliad. And I thought, I'm never going to read this, but since I'm stuck here at a desk and I can't go anywhere, (laughs) maybe I can listen to it. (laughs) Um, just like, you know, quite honestly, Lord of the Rings, I don't think I could ever sit down and, and read Mm. now that I've seen the movies and I know the, how to pronounce some of these dumbass names that (laughs) you never know, um, maybe, but I also have them all unabridged on DVDs or CDs. And I like to listen. I like the production of when they do them, uh, more so than sitting there and reading them myself. (laughs) Drawing uh, on and on, Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going
2: to say, the uh, the last two uh, Clive Cutzler uh, books I read were none of his novels. It was his nonfiction, which were The Sea Hunters and The Sea Hunters 2, which were really interesting books talking about real life uh, searching for uh, historical treasures. And I
0: haven't mm-hmm. read any of his nonfiction <laughs> stuff.
2: Well, one of, one of the stories was about the Hunley, too.
0: Yeah, they just buried a couple dudes from there, right? Or was that the monitor? Was that an ironclad? They just buried people or Hunley? They just got a.
2: Uh, it was a, the monitor. They just buried two sailors from the monitor.
1: Okay. I oh, I don't know. I've been watching. I don't know if I found it on History Channel something. Uh, um, it said secrets of Pearl Harbor or, or something like that, and they're, you know, now have been able to support. Uh, the theory that we fired the first shot. Uh, And who knows? These could have been recorded. Yeah, they
2: found the uh, the Japanese mini-sub outside the the harbor.
1: Yeah, they found the midget sub. There's only one midget sub unaccounted for now. They've um, now accounted for, i say, all but the one. But, you know, this one ship swore they sunk one. And all, you know, history, you know, for the last 40, 50 years has said, no, you didn't. And they found it in 1,200 feet of water. So they took this old 70-year-old dude that was on the ship down and you know one of these deep submarines so he could see it and uh so i thought that was that was kind of cool uh you say i told you so pretty much yeah (laughs) it was a vindication he really felt finally you know they'd all told him they were crazy and they hadn't but uh they had so that that was kind of cool so but anyways uh that's all i got
0: all right well then here let me uh
1: you got the music if not i can
0: yeah i got it i'm Queuing it up now. There, so you have thirty seconds to say your piece.
2: Well, I got one little item real fast. As oh. We got WonderCon coming up in Anaheim. All right,
0: so let me before. let me pause it.
2: No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying I'm going there. I'm done with my statement. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll start it back up then.
1: And why do we care about WonderCon?
0: You guys can give me a heart attack.
1: <laughs> Especially since Richard doesn't play video games that I can think of. <laughs> it is, maybe.
0: Alright. That's it here.
1: <laughs> Just play the music. You're in control. You're the producer.
0: Yeah, the well, let's Alright, so, I'm done.
1: When the music ends, you press stop. And, and, I, and I'm going to say, right? yeah, but then
0: how stupid will we sound if we're still talking?
1: Uh, no more stupid we already do. <laughs> okay,
0: well then, goodnight.
1: Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.